0: Well, welcome to the first video edition for Princeton Home Connections, which is one of Princeton's newest development companies that focuses on building accessory dwelling mm-hmm. units. My name is Josh Wilton. This is...
1: My name is Marina Rubina. My name is Ingla Kostenbader.
0: And we will get right to it. So, Marina, why don't we start with a kind of an easy question? <laughs> Can you tell people what is an ADU? Because it is a word that has been bandied about. I think it's scaring people. People don't know. So why don't we start with a simple explanation of what does that mean?
2: Um, accessory dwelling unit is a new term, but the concept has been around for a while. These used to be known as mother-in-law units, secondary dwelling units, apartments. But what the new term, accessory dwelling units, uh, represent a freestanding or a TAD dwelling unit that has all the components of a home. It has its own separate kitchen, separate bathrooms and it's located on the same lot as a main home
0: okay so if i own a home in princeton Mm -hmm. i can have my house and i can have an adu is that what you're saying
2: absolutely so if your house is located in a single family zone anyone in princeton can add an accessory dwelling unit or convert a portion of their existing home to an accessory dwelling unit yeah
0: okay so as a homeowner. Why don't we walk through the reasons why I would want an ADU or accessory dwelling unit on my property? What's the the first reason that pops into your head?
2: Uh, The first reason, it's lots of options to help meet everybody's needs. And people have multiple needs. For example, if you have um, in-laws that need to be living somewhere close by. Uh, Accessory dwelling unit could be a wonderful place for you to have your in-laws, but not in your home or some. Outlaws. Maybe. (laughs) Alternatively, uh, as housing costs get progressively more and more expensive, a lot of people have grown children who come back to stay with them. And it would be wonderful to not have them in your basement on your couch, eating food out of your refrigerator. So wouldn't it be great if they had an independent place to live close by without having to pay exorbitant rent somewhere else?
0: Okay, awesome. So question for you, Angela. Um, Obviously you sell a lot of real estate in Princeton and around Princeton. Are are your clients that are looking in Princeton right now looking for a solution with an ADU? I
1: would say yes, absolutely. They might not call it an ADU because, like you say, it's, that's not such a common knowledge. They would call it in-law suite or maybe an office separate from their, the rest of the house.
0: So multi-generational housing is important to the For, buying consumer today.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: How would you describe the inventory in Princeton? Is it prepared to meet, meet today a multi-generational housing client or No.
1: No. We have historically low inventory and the houses that are on on uh, for, sale, uh, for sale might not be the right for a, a multifamily situation.
0: Okay, awesome. So Marina, we talked about in-laws or not having them in-laws, being outside, right? Outlaws. We talked about boomerang kids. What's another use for an accessory dwelling unit? Why would I want to have one on my property?
2: Well, to um, follow on the extreme low inventory that we have Um, an additional um, condition that we have in Princeton is that sometimes people are buying a home that's a little bit too expensive for them. And having this unit on their property would be super helpful to provide an additional income.
0: So you can rent the unit. You
2: can absolutely rent these units out to help you um, pay your mortgage or to help you pay property taxes.
0: So I could live in the main house. And I can rent the ADU.
2: Yes, that is a very common scenario. But um, what's unique about Princeton's ADU ordinance is that, again, it's all about providing different options and opportunities. So you can live in the main house and rent the accessory dwelling unit. You could live in the accessory dwelling unit and rent the main house.
0: So let's play with that for a minute because Mm -hmm. uh, there was an article last week where actually, Ingle, one of your customers mentioned the missing middle.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In
0: Princeton. And the fact that there's just no place for somebody to downsize to. You know, they sell their house and they leave the town that they've lived in for 20, 30 years. Their kids are gone. They're gone. And it's like a sort of a tough transition from what I was reading about in the article. So let's, let's explore that. So I sell, I, I have a single family house with a nice lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I build an ADU.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I move into the ADU. And I rent the main house that I basically have no mortgage on, or I have a 2.9% mortgage on. Is that what you're saying?
2: Absolutely. So what is so incredible about this, that it does fit that exact missing middle housing zone and um, the opportunity to live in an accessory dwelling unit and rent the main home, or again, a unique condition in Princeton is in theory, you can sell either the accessory dwelling unit separately, or you could sell the main house separately. So for example, in the um, example you're providing, if somebody lived in Princeton in a large home with many bedrooms, and now their kids have moved away, and they don't need all that space, and maybe they don't even have a bedroom on the ground floor, it would be kind of pointless for them to remain in that large home. What they could do is they could build an accessory dwelling unit, they could have a ground floor bedroom. They can make a wheelchair accessible bathroom, for example. Remain literally in their community with their friends, with the things that they love doing, and potentially sell the main home so that they don't have to pay a lot of taxes and they don't have to move so they far can cash away.
0: out, stay on their property, and stay in Princeton. Is that what you're saying?
2: Absolutely amazing, right?
0: It is pretty amazing. So, Ingla, in our in the real estate side, we' you know we we operate as well. What do you think the demand is going to be long term for ADU units? Like the last one, the last couple that came online that were built sold in like three days. Do you see that continuing? I, I see it continuing.
1: I absolutely see that continuing. And I wanted to add another factor is what we don't have in Princeton is 55 plus. So they have to actually go outside Princeton to Montgomery or South Brunswick or Mont- uh, West Windsor to get a 55 plus situation. So I, I we're in desperate need of this for that segment of, of uh, our, you know, our population. Right. So and
2: I was, if I could go ahead continue yeah. on that thought is that, especially as we age, we don't want to be relying on, relying on driving so much. So a lot of these accessory dwelling units could be built in places that are walkable and close to town. So as we age and don't feel comfortable driving, we don't need to be far away in a fifty-five plus community somewhere trying to go to all the places that we love in Princeton and all the activities we want to be doing, we could be in the walkable location.
0: Wow. So one of the I pulled some numbers looking at um that missing middle, like single family homes in Princeton. Since 2012, the number, the percentage of single family homes in Princeton under a million dollars that have sold has gone from 129 in 2012 to 36 here today. That's single family under a million dollar housing. So it's gone down almost by two thirds. So there is a massive shortage of under a million dollar housing in Princeton. And the under million dollar housing in Princeton is not new, which an ADU by de facto would be new or rebuilt or repurposed. So yeah, there's a massive long-term uh, need for these units.
2: The other, um, especially if we're talking about the for sale numbers, which is what you're mentioning, is the huge, huge need is for starter homes. We don't have a place where people could enter the real estate market in Princeton. Maybe these are young professionals who got a job at Princeton University and they don't need a large home, but they would like to be in Princeton next to all the wonderful things that we have to offer. There's really not a lot of options for them to enter the market. We don't have a lot of condos or apartments for sale. And this is a great way to start building wealth and joining the real estate market.
0: Great. So um, let's just talk about the uses of an ADU, Mm -hmm. right? So let's just explore this. I have a single family home and I build an ADU. So now I have two units, two single family units, one smaller, one's bigger. Yep. I can sell either one. Correct. I can move into the small unit and sell the big unit. Correct. Right? I can move into the small unit and rent the big unit. I can stay in the big unit and rent the small unit.
2: Any combination there. I are can
0: both. sell them both. Yep. I can sell you one can and rent keep them one. Both. I can rent them both. So the use is pretty pretty open.
2: Complete flexibility on the use. Correct.
0: Pretty amazing. Okay. So like what what would be um a first step. I'm a homeowner. I, w- I want to explore the possibility. A, can I have an ADU on my lot? Yep. B, how the heck do I do that?
2: Correct. So let's walk ourselves first through the steps. As an existing homeowner who already owns a home, um, again, if you live in a single family zone, as of right, you should be allowed to create an accessory dwelling unit. Um, now the question is, how do I do it? How do I figure out where it would go? So we recommend, this is a new concept, it's a little bit complicated, um, that you reach out to us. We have a button on our website where you could set up a call and... Um,
0: PrincetonHomeConnections.com.
2: Right. So Josh <laughs> will put all the information and you will set up a call and um, one of three of us will talk to you on the phone and we will discuss what are the needs, what are you trying to achieve? Is it for parents, for kids, for rental income? What What are the goals? Um, at that point, once we know what the goals are, what we usually do is we um, do a lot of research in understanding the specifics of your property. We will start with, hopefully, you have an existing survey, and then we will do a detailed analysis. Where would an accessory dwelling unit be allowed? How large could it be? Um, sometimes there are very strange configurations of properties. Maybe there's no more room. Um Could it be inside your home, outside? Could it be attached, detached? So that report will follow all of those important issues and provide you with very clear guidance how one could create one of these units.
0: So I get the report at that point. I say, okay, I really want to build one of these. What happens then?
2: Absolutely. So if we have done the analysis and it meets the needs of the particular family, we would be happy to work with you to help you get all of the proper permits and then work with you to build one. Or if it's going to be created as a part of your home, then carve out the portion that that would be part of your home.
0: Right. So Princeton Oak Connections is a soup to nuts will help you determine if you're an existing homeowner, where and what to build and maximize yep. that and maximize your return on the market. Right. And then what about if I'm a buyer? Like, so right now I will tell you, I have multiple buyers that will only buy a house if they can build an ADU on it because of the multi-generational question.
2: Yes, this is a very critical situation, especially in this tight real estate market where you have to make these decisions very quickly. Um, We could do the same research as part of your purchase where you don't own the property yet, but you're thinking about it. And. The beauty of it is you don't know what you don't know. So when we do the research, we can find out, first of all, if the accessory dwelling unit, for whatever reason, is not allowed on this property, you will know right away. And if this is absolutely critical for your family needs, you will be able to get out of that sale um, and not purchase something that you would be stuck with later on and can't serve your functions. But again, same configuration could be done during the purchase as if you already own the home.
0: Got it. So, Angela, um, you know, looking at the demand for ADUs in Princeton, and single-family homes in Princeton, should a seller, if they're thinking about selling their house, should they commission this report before they put their house on the market? Would a house that has a slam-dunk ADU lot sell for more than a house that does not?
1: Yes, and I think it's a great idea to do it ahead of time so you know for sure and you can open up to much more uh, buyers that would be you can, interested. You can
0: about. be clear with every one of my buyers that's looking for multi-generational yep. houses that this is a good a good point. Right,
2: right. For somebody who's selling a home that really helps in case the potential buyers don't even know that this opportunity exists, then that creates a place where you could say, look, here are some wonderful opportunities and maybe you need it now or maybe you will need it later. But Good to know.
0: Great. Anything else we should know about the accessory dwelling units?
2: Well, I think that as we move into the world of accessory dwelling units and they become more normal and accepted and everybody understands what they are, we start thinking well, what are the best practices and how do we best create these things and perfect them and move them forward? Um, I personally think that a really important um, thing in creating accessory dwelling units is creating privacy. As we know, we we don't want our mother-in-law in our kitchen cooking next to us. Mm-hmm. As some of us <laughs> know, hopefully my mother-in-law is not listening to this podcast. Marina's, but this personal
0: story. Coming. You know, we have... Pers- <laughs> She's projecting.
2: Right, right. You know, when you come home from work and you're tired and Here's your mother-in-law and your son in the kitchen fighting. You're just like, man, I would really enjoy an accessory dwelling unit right now. But all jokes aside, uh, privacy is really important. As we all know, good fences make good neighbors and having a a unit or a, a secondary dwelling unit on your property that is located in a way that people are not bumping into each other constantly. Everybody has their privacy. Everybody has possibly their outdoor space that they can enjoy so that you are you're feeling the same as if you had a single family home, and the smaller home has the same luxury of having that privacy. And I think you can obviously rent that for more, and you can, um, if you were at some point in need of pulling effectively equity out of your property, you could sell that independently.
0: Right. Engel, anything else you would add for people talking about ADUs?
1: The only thing I'm thinking is that um, since I'm from Europe, thinking more of uh, public transportation, uh, uh, Princeton actually does have very good uh, public transportation. So it, it makes the ADUs even more recent why they would work in Princeton.
0: Yeah.
2: Right, right. So actually, interestingly enough, that uh, for ADUs um, that are very small, you're not required to provide additional parking. Right. So it used to be Princeton had various old regulations that allowed flats and variety of additional units, but there were often effectively not happening because there was no room to provide additional parking. So now the new regulations, in some cases, when the accessory joints are small enough, you don't need to be providing additional parking.
0: Yeah, and I, I would just say that the, you know, the need for that under million million housing segment is so severe. Like mm-hmm. it's, I would actually use the word catastrophic. Mm-hmm. So I know there's a lot of people who are afraid of anything new and, you know, ADUs are going to ruin Princeton. I would argue that without creating more gentle density in Princeton and building ADUs, the Princeton that you know and the diversity of it is going to go away pretty quickly. So that's that's what I would add to that.
2: Right, right. And Josh, to, for us to ask you a question, how, how do you see ADUs um, moving forward? Do you think this is going to be a important part of us developing new housing, or how do you see this taking off?
0: Well, I think as a property owner, I have one of, well, probably one of three choices. I can add out to my existing house, right? And if my intent is boomerang kid or mother-in-law, then that person's in my home, right? Um, And then I can't rent that separately. I can't sell that separately. It gives me less flexibility as an owner. I can't move into that space and then rent out the main house without a stranger in my home. So I would say from an end user position, meaning I own a piece of property in Princeton, it's a brilliant ordinance. I think from the people who are struggling to get into Princeton um, and people are struggling to get into Princeton to own, it's a brilliant ordinance because it will provide that middle ground unit. There really isn't any under million dollar um, product in town, that's not a townhouse or you know a one bedroom studio or one bedroom unit at Palmer Square. There's really nothing in town for people to buy under a million bucks that doesn't need five hundred thousand dollars worth of work. So I think I think it's here. I think it's viable, and I think it's I would say, I would again I would use the word desperately needed yeah. um, by the municipality by the housing situation. In the municipality and, and Princeton is, Princeton is its own island, right? So Princeton University is the largest employer in Mercer County, right? And Mercer and Middlesex counties are huge job quarters right now. So people want to be in Princeton, not only for the schools, but they, you know, baby boomers are buying everything I would say on the first block of Nassau Street, right? Because they have equity, they have stocks, they have money, they sold their house, they're well capitalized. So in a in a weird way, and there's a lot of articles out there about this that boomers are outpricing pricing um, younger people trying to get into the township. So you know, it's you you need that you need that middle space, which we just we don't have. So I think it's I think it's here, and I think it's needed.
1: Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. And again, uh, the lack of inventory also raises the price up above yeah. a million. And is but,
0: built out, like yeah. it's not like. There's a ton of lots floating around. And if a lot does come around, you're competing with 10 builders who's, they're going to build a one $3 million home yep. on that lot. With an ADU, you can build a single family and a smaller unit, live in one, rent one, sell both, you know, so it gives that flexibility to the market that the market, I think, rather desperately needs.
2: Yeah. Right, right. And I think you mentioned um, the word gentle density. And I think this I know
0: those are two of your favorite words on the planet. <laughs>
2: yes, yes, they're
0: on our website, PrincetonConnections.com.
2: <laughs> but to go back to your point of is Princeton built out? Um, I would disagree with that. That it on the surface it feels that it's built out, but there are a lot of these opportunities for small things to be fitted into the fabric of our town. Without creating major disruptions, without building additional roads, using the infrastructure that's already there. Um, so, although it seemed like it's built out, there's always room. There's opportunities there for, yeah, for smaller houses. very creative smaller infill housing to be happening. And the beauty of it is, it it fits in the neighborhood um, character. It fits in the neighborhood fabric, without being very large because, well, this is actually an interesting point. A lot of people think that somehow ADUs are above and beyond and extra, but they're not. Actually, what you're doing is you're taking the development potential that would have been allowed on this property. And instead of building one gigantic large thing, you're effectively splitting that volume into two elements or side by side attached. But instead of having one gigantic house, you can have a smaller house already, and the ADU is even smaller. So, although one could say we're built out, but there's always room for creative. Info. Right.
0: Well, there's not going to be um, a new subdivision in Princeton. There's not. Are going you to sure? Be pretty sure. Other than housing uh, apartments, there's not going to be another. Um, at all form. No. In Princeton, so there's no room. There's just not a lot of not a lot of space left. So I that's why I think for an existing homeowner. It, it offers amazing flexibility, but I think for the incoming consumer, it just it, it's exactly what they're looking for. Whether they're looking for, they are the boomer with the parents and the kids, or they're the kids trying to get their first base, right? So, covered a lot of ground.
2: Right. Another possible thing that accessory dwelling units help alleviate is a lot of people are worried about traffic as Princeton is um, getting more people living in town as again if we were to build large subdivisions on the perimeter all of those people would have to drive to work and get there somehow mm-hmm. if we're doing like you're mentioning a first block of Nassau street um on tree street in phil in those communities that are already in the center close to our walkable locations People don't need to drive, so we could have people who live in town and work in town and walk everywhere. Yeah, could Let it me. possibly be more sustainable?
0: No. So Marina, yes. Rumor is you're an architect.
2: <laughs> uh, yes.
0: Okay, so I want to build an ADU, and I want to build it the way I want it. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be an option? And to the other consumer who says, Marina, just can you just. Make it as easy as easy for me as possible. Like, do you have like
2: absolutely solutions so, for
0: both of those ends of the spectrum?
2: Yes, we have solutions for again, as we're saying, accessory dwelling units are here to provide options and meet individual needs. So, when we talk to you first on the phone, we will try to find out what it is that's important to you, what meets your needs. And in some cases, People are very interested in having a design process where they're very involved and they would like to pick every door handle. And this is what is very exciting. And in some other cases, people are super busy. They have two jobs, two kids, and in-laws coming. And they're really worried that, you know, their parent in Florida is going to fall and break their leg. And they don't really need to worry about all that things. We could help them have a turnkey solution where they could look at standard options and say, okay, I really like this one.
0: I want you today, and that's it. And you just build it for me.
2: Absolutely. So we will, as part of the evaluation report, we will also make sure to understand whether some of our standard solutions that we have already done before that are proven that we know how to get approvals for will work on your particular property. And if that's the case, if that's something that you're interested Absolutely will bring that to your attention.
0: Okay. Great.
2: Would you like to have an accessory dwelling in it?
0: Would I like to have an accessory? I would love to have an accessory dwelling in it. Yes, I would.
2: What would what would you do with your accessory dwelling
0: in it? I'd let my 21-year-old move right into it.
2: Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, why would you not want him in your house?
0: Because he's my 21-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, and the problem is he works full-time, but he can't afford a home, let alone a home in Princeton. Um, but at 21, he doesn't want to be in the house. He wants to have his own space, right? And, um, he wants to have his own identity and ADU would give him the flexibility for both. Right. And then if you think about it long-term as a, as a, as a property owner, um, it gives me more flexibility. Do I want to move in the ADU in 10 years? If that bedroom's on the first floor, that sounds pretty awesome now. Let alone in ten years. You mm-hmm. know? So yeah, I think ADUs are a great solution for people.
1: Right, right. Angela, would you like to have an accessory to Yes, have? I would have want to have four of them in my backyard. <laughs> how? How? Why four? Because I have four children. <laughs> right. And, we, and I would love to have them. America is such a huge country. I don't, don't think you guys realize how big of a country it is. So, so when they move somewhere else, they they moved far away from you. So, to have them close to you, it's impossible in Princeton because they couldn't afford it. Right. So, I think I would love that. Maybe a high rise in my backyard with all oh, the
0: four story high rise, <laughs> one <Four laughs> for each. Yeah.
1: Yes. Do you think there are
2: potential problems with creating accessory dwelling units?
0: Well, I think if the owner of the property doesn't do their due diligence and builds it, to your point, in the wrong spot or builds a cheap uh, a cheap ADU and then expects to sell it at a premium price, hmm. those will be problems. Um, okay. And I think also picking the wrong design flow, like the wrong floor plan, the wrong finishes, um, those tend to lend themselves to rentability and saleability. So the average oh. two bedroom one to two bedroom unit in Princeton rents for about like um three thousand bucks, right? Wow. Thirty four hundred bucks. Wow. Um, that's a, you know, condo type unit. So mm-hmm. the average um three bedroom um, rental in Princeton rents for about 4300 bucks. So, you know, from an ADU perspective, there's real rental income to be had in that two to three bedroom space as a property owner.
2: Just letting you know, three bedroom. ADUs I know that not, not, a- not
0: three bedroom. So I'm just saying, if you look at the financial models, like it's not going to be a three bedroom rental, but it's not going to be a traditional single family two bedroom because it's going to be brand new. Oh. So you're going to get a premium for that. So it's hard to model the rental pricing, but if somebody rushes to it, puts it in the wrong spot, doesn't create privacy, doesn't maximize the lot, picks the wrong finishes, picks the wrong floor plan, it's you don't want to rush through this. This is a permanent deal on your probably largest investment you've ever made. Mm. So, a problem could be just mm. doing it wrong. Basically, mm. not consulting with us.
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, but I also think that the fact that it can only be two bedrooms is a positive because. It, then the neighbors knows that it's not going to be ten people moving, go in and out of there. Oh, that's you know, a good year. point.
2: That's a good point right. in your backyard. But it's interesting that the the problems you mentioned would not have been what I would have thought, but you're making really good points. Um, I think the other critical issue to consider is that um, although zoning regulations do allow accessory dwelling units to be created on multiple lots, pretty much any single family lot there are other restrictions that may prevent that from happening that are much more related to specific properties. So even though at first glance or calling the zoning office, they would say, yes, absolutely, any lot could be allowed, there are actually um, deed restrictions that could prevent that from happening. And that's a really important thing to verify.
0: And I think that goes back to, what does a buyer need to do to make sure? Because absolutely, there, it will happen that a buyer buys a house and their realtor said, "Yeah, you can build an ADU here." The town mm-hmm. said, "You can build an ADU here,"
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then they can't. And now they bought this house to move grandma in the back, or as a rental vehicle, or whatever. And now they can't do it. They're going to sue somebody.
2: Well, hope not. Hopefully, they yeah. will do the due diligence.
0: That's what I mean. Have, don't right. rush into this. Is my point.
2: Right, right, and check all the check all the boxes, and yeah. And our job is to help you figure all this out and um, make it easier. That, right. that's, really, uh, that's really the
1: point. Okay. And we'll have seminars that...
0: So Angela's going to run all the seminars because she <laughs> loves public speaking.
1: <laughs> right. Well, that's a good point, that
2: maybe we need to start um, a place where we're here to help you solve these questions and um, answer everything and help you figure it out. Um,
0: yeah, and to answer Angela's question or statement... Yes, we will be doing webinars. We will be doing in-person meetings. Um, obviously, you can go to the website, PrincetonHomeConnections.com, and check it out and contact us with any questions you have on your particular lot. But yes, there's going to be a tremendous amount of outreach on this because I think you have to address two things. What is it? And the people that are excited about it. And then what is it? And the people that are afraid of it. And I think we have to answer both of those questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think that's another interesting point as these units become more common, there will be far less fear, far less misunderstanding, and also the market will stabilize, because then there will be, as I'm sure you know, there will be a lot more comps to compare this to, so there wouldn't be so, oh, I'm not sure how to price this, I don't know
1: how much to rent this for. Now Marina, I have a question for you, you've done some research, and of all the properties, I would say in town or Mm -hmm. the old borough is probably the most important part to uh, to have an ADU or most popular part. But uh, how many percent of existing houses can actually put an ADU on it? Do you have that? I
2: think that especially in the borough, it's actually pretty easy. The key is also understanding how, um, especially in the borough when you have duplexes, already on the property. So they're, in some cases, they're actually attached single-family dwelling units. In some cases, they're not. So duplexes are not allowed to have accessory dwelling units. Only single-family homes are. So it's a little bit of a complicated question. It's a little bit hard to answer. So we know that there are specific areas where um, homes were created as part of subdivisions uh, where accessory dwelling units are specifically excluded by deed restriction. So uh, that's something that we could easily tell you if you called right there on the phone. But others we need to do a little bit a little more. Bit yeah, you go back
1: it. to before. I mean, eighteen hundred, right?
2: Yes, yes. So most of these um, these restrictions could go back a hundred years, and you would have yeah. no idea.
0: Yeah, don't. That goes back to don't rush into this.
2: Yep. Right. Right. This is as a, a seller or a buyer. Right. Right.